Welcome to another episode of Health Matters with Laura Kopeck. I'm your host, Laura Kopeck, and in this episode, I had the privilege of sitting down with Dr. Sandy Gluckman. Dr. Sandy, as she likes to be called, has her doctorate in clinical psychology and has decades of experience in the field. She specializes in children's learning, behavior, and mood challenges and uses an integrated approach to treat, in her words, the spirit brain body of the child by working with parents. Her practice is called Parenting That Heals, based on a neuroscientific principle, and she is the author of Parents Take Charge, Healing, Learning, Behavior, and Mood Challenges Without Medication, and Who's in the Driver's Seat, Using Spirit to Lead Successfully. Well, welcome, Sandy. We're so happy to have you. Uh, Such a privilege for anyone who's listening today. um, We're so honored to have Dr. Sandra Gluckman with us today. Thank you. And I'm so honored to be with you, Laura. Thank you. Our relationship goes back many years now. Wow. I don't even want to put number to it, but yes. I know, right? Let's not uh, betray our age, but it is, I think, more than a decade at this point. Oh, um, definitely. I'm, I'm thinking. As colleagues and friends, yeah. Maybe a decade and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well, I think you have some incredibly valuable things to bring to the table. Uh, uh, As you know, my podcast is about really unpacking and demystifying and calling BS out on some of the misconceptions and uh, conclusions we've drawn about health and what caring for our health is. So I think uh, the knowledge and expertise you have is going to be really uh, so helpful, so helpful. So I'm excited to be here because I love you calling out the BS. Yes. That's so important these days. There's a lot of that around. Right, right, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and we'll kind of lead with um, that first question and that is, what is trauma? All right. So about myself, um, well, you can hear from my accent that I wasn't born in Texas. I was born in South Africa, spent the largest part of my life um, training, learning and practicing there and living, of course, and I've been here for um, 24 years now. Wow. Love the United States, love being here. In terms of my practice, um, it's a long history and um, I don't want to go into the, there's lots of it on my website, but I want to just say that um, I have a personal history of trauma. Um, Growing up in South Africa during the apartheid era was a trauma for a very sensitive little girl like me. Mm. And then I had um, lots of my own personal trauma or some, not lots, some of my own personal trauma. And um, it's been a personal journey of learning how to first of all recognize that I do have trauma. I didn't really know I had trauma. Um, until I started to study and, 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 and then secondly, to be able to heal my trauma. And that's been, it's been a journey. I'm still on the journey and I, I want to be able to help others to recognize that they may be carrying trauma that they don't realize, but more importantly, that if it's a, a parent who's carrying trauma to understand that that trauma will then be passed on to the child. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us, what is trauma from your perspective? I, I know you had mentioned in our conversation that a lot of people don't even really understand that word or how it applies to themselves. Yes. So a trauma is, I think that what if one thinks of the word trauma, traditionally with people would think about something horrific, a horrific event, you know, like a, a natural disaster or a rape, an incest, uh, a physical attack, a car accident, a near drowning, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah, being traumatized. But, yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. but trauma today has a far different kind of definition. And it really is just a case of stress that has been going on for a very long period of time, chronic stress that we have not dealt with. And as a result of us not dealing with the chronic ongoing stress, it gets locked into our nervous system. Mm -hmm. And so um, once it's locked into the nervous system, it influences our behaviors, our thoughts, our lives, our decisions, absolutely everything. So essentially, I, I would summarize by saying that trauma is not the event. It's yes. what the event did to the body. Mm -hmm. that keeps the score, right? Yes. Yeah, I love, I love that sentence, the body keeps the score. And I think we don't even begin to understand the way that everything is incoming, can be interpreted and categorized as stress, and then the cells are responding accordingly. Absolutely. And if we don't have um, the ability to release the stress on an ongoing basis, because life is stressful, yeah. especially these days. So if we don't know how to de-stress and take care of ourselves on an ongoing basis, where is that stress going? And as you say, the cells are responding, but it affects our spirit and our body and our brain and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and primarily you work with uh, parents and children. Are you working more with um, just parents or do you do uh, family sessions or how does that model look like in your practice? Well, I have a kind of very unique model. You know, I used to work, you remember, I used to work with children uh, between the ages of 14 and late teens, I mean, four years in the late teens. And, um, and of course, also work with the parents. But I discovered that, you know, it's kind of a pattern started to emerge where I would work with these children, they'd come to the consulting room, we would do amazing things in our sessions. And then they would get in the car and go home with mom and meet the family. And they would unintentionally undo everything that I had done with the child in the consulting room. Sure. So I said to myself, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. uh, I decided some years ago that I will first work with the parents. Yes. And then I would work with the children. Mm -hmm. And so I changed my practice around. I did not see um, children until I had been working with the parents. Because, you know, every parent brings their own program to the parenting role and there's stuff in that program that's often not a good news for the child, that's not what the child needs. And so I started working with the parents and to my own amazement, um, I didn't need to see the children. They would say to me, Dr. Sandy, that it's a different child based on what you showed us to do yeah. and taught us about ourselves. 
the child has changed in front of our eyes. So I now do not see children. I have not seen the children for many years. And yet, through the parenting program, I get the most phenomenal changes in the children. They lose their diagnoses, ADHD goes away, the defiance goes away, all of that, and simply by working through the parents. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I'm always struck when I'm when parents come to see me on behalf of their children, they're just looking for something that is the magic solution. How can we take the solution, compartmentalize it, and narrow it down? And they feel like if they are not uh, medicating, that's enough to pat themselves on the back and say, I'm going an alternative route, but they're still not unpacking their own issues. They're to correct and fix the child. And, you know, my opinion is that children are the mirror that gets held up to ourselves and can be our greatest teacher if we'll, we'll allow that. Yes. Yes, I always say there's no coincidence in the children that we get in our right, lives. Right. Because they've come to teach us something. They've come to teach us mom or dad, hang on a moment, but the way you are, it's not working for you and it's not working for me. Right, right. And as a consequence, the way you describe it is that uh, the children then shoulder the parents' trauma, right? Parents' trauma becomes the child's trauma. Can you, can you speak to that for our listeners? Yes. So my work is based on the wonderful work of Dr. Daniel Siegel, who discovered interpersonal neurobiology. He's world famous for that. And interpersonal neurobiology is as simple as this. What's happening inside of the parent is happening inside of the child. What the parent is thinking, feeling, believing, um, what's going on in the parent's mind is going on in the child's brain and how does that happen it's because we are energetically vibrating beings mm. so you know this space here in front of me and around me it's not empty it's yeah. filled with the energetic vibration that i'm sending based on what's going on in my brain and my mind and so <clears throat> the children are picking up the energy from us and it is shaping the child's brain, it is wiring the child's brain to be wired in exactly the same way as the wiring that is in our brain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A bit scary though, isn't it, to think about that? But it does mean that as a parent, we need to ask ourselves, Am I, how do I feel? Am I good about what's going on in here being transferred and wired into my child? Or do I need to change something? that's going on in here because I don't want my child to be carrying some of the wiring that I've been carrying and particularly yeah. when there's trauma. You know, it's, it's similar to the misconception that I find uh, a lot of people have with um, family health history. So a lot of people come to me and say, you know, there's a history of heart disease or there's a history of um, high blood pressure or, and what they don't understand is that we don't pass down health conditions. We pass down habits that shape and lean us towards those resulting health conditions. Right? So, so true, Laura. And you know, there's this thing of passing down health conditions or um, uh, mental, mental health conditions. Um, if you look back, because I do generational work with my, my mommies and daddies, 
And if I look back, and let's say the, the, the mom or and dad who are with me, uh, one or both, whatever they have is, let's say it's anxiety, carrying anxiety, maybe from a trauma, whatever it may be. Um, if you look back, you'll see that one of their parents had anxiety and the grandparents had anxiety. And anxiety yeah. was, it wasn't the anxiety that was passed down. It was the way in which they responded to the world. Yes. It was passed and, down. Um, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Very similarly. And it's the unpacking of that that allows a person to do their, their real work. And to heal themselves, and, they, and as they heal, the miraculous thing is week by week, they'll come to me and they'll tell me about what's changed in the child. And I'm saying, well, yes, it's because you've healed something and the child is healing with you. Yeah. How much do you find that people get kind of um, stuck and locked into a diagnosis of, of such? Like when you say anxiety, right? I, I find that the diagnosis sometimes is like this box that gets checked and it excuses people from doing any work. Well, I have anxiety, I have depression, it's, I have ADD, ADHD, right? And then it's like, where did we become this culture where labeling it meant we didn't do anything about it? Yes. And you know, I think, you know, I'm sort of um, infamous for detesting diagnostic labels particularly on children, um, the diagnostic labels, if they were useful, I'd say, yes, we just, we do need a diagnostic label. It's not useful. Yeah. It's just a catch-all for a list of symptoms. So we know what the symptoms are. Let's yeah. heal the underlying root cause of the symptoms. We don't have to hang a label around the child's neck, which yeah. follows them forever. And I think labels can be very dangerous on a number of levels because the minute that a mom or dad has heard a label, yeah. they view the children through the lens of the label. Mm. They are seeing the being of the child. There's a marvelous being in there. There yeah. are some issues that need these underlying causes that are causing these issues. Let's heal with those. But the label is very destructive. The teachers then see the child as the label. And they teach to the label rather than to the child. Um, and then, of course, unfortunately, the label does tend to affect the child's um, self-esteem. Self-esteem, yeah. How they value themselves. They're going to see themselves through that label then too, right? Yes. I remember this little boy, David, came. Oh, I'm calling him David. Yes. Came into my room and I think he was around seven and with big blue eyes. And he said to me, Dr. Sandy. I have ADHD and my name is David. And I thought, oh my gosh, he's led with the identifying label. himself as ADHD and his name is secondary to that. Mm -hmm. and that's really what starts happening and the children become the label eventually. Yeah. yeah. I don't like labels. And we're so, um, we're becoming even more and more black and white. And I think if we can label and turn things into black and white instead of looking at, you know, uh, how complicated individuals are, how complicated trauma is, how complicated the dynamic is between parents and children. Yes, we, we really need to understand. I, I, I feel, you know, for many years, my 
Well, my major quest has always been to save the next generation because yeah. I think they are being uh, over-diagnosed, over-medicated and completely misunderstood. Absolutely. So then part of that big quest was the quest to get people to understand the issue of stress. Stress is, stress kills. It makes us stupid. It does all kinds of things. And so for years, I was, I was wanting to get to teach parents about being informed about stress and what stress is doing to them and how it's affecting their children. And now I'm, I'm just equally obsessed and, and uh, wanting children, uh, parents to understand that they need to be trauma informed based on all the things we've been through and are going through mm -hmm. <clears throat> and probably will go through in the future because this is a very unpredictable world. Um, parents need to understand trauma. So help us, uh, help us understand what does it really mean to be trauma informed? So trauma-informed means to be able to recognize, am I, do I carry trauma, me, the mom or dad, and how's it showing up, is it showing up in my children? That's being trauma-informed. I guess there's a step before being, before the, the actual step of recognition is just the knowledge of understanding trauma is not necessarily this huge event, it is what's gone on in front of us and the way in which we have reacted to it and how it got stuck inside of us as ongoing chronic stress. Mm -hmm. um, so that's step number one is sort of the knowledge and understanding of the new definition of trauma. But then there's the second thing is, okay, so let me look at myself. Am I carrying trauma? So um, a little bit of um, a, a neuroscience here. So with, with uh, you know, we have this wonderful thing called the new, the nervous system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing the nervous system. And the nervous system's got two branches. It's got the uh, sympathetic branch and the parasympathetic branch. We, we want to be living in the parasympathetic branch because that's the branch that is, is calm and alive and healthy and well and positive and grounded and curious and all the good things. And um, that's the branch where we would not respond to life in a traumatized kind of way. Mm. We would respond to even horrible circumstances in a very different kind of centered way. We find a way to deal with it that does not make less of us, but makes more of us. The um, sympathetic nervous system responds to life in a completely different kind of way it goes into what is famously known as fight, flight, or freeze. Hmm. Um, it is the survival branch of the nervous system. And I remember many years ago when I started to study for myself and also to uh, learn how to heal um, my, my trauma, one of the things that my, my uh, teachers are, a teacher asked me and said, Sandy, are you living as a survivor or are you living as a thriver? Ah, oh, I love that. I know, but it, it really was hard for me to think about it because I had to say I'm living as a survivor. Yeah. I'm really living as a survivor. And what hit me the hardest is my mother was the survivor of the Holocaust. Yeah. And here I am many years later living in this completely different world, but I'm living like a survivor in fight, flight, and freeze. So that's what's happening to our wondrous children today as well. 
Absolutely. They are living as survivors in the sympathetic branch of the nervous system, which is where the trauma is stored. And some children are fighters. That's the way they survive, by becoming defiant. Some children are flighters. They survive by withdrawing, going inwards, maybe running. And some children are freezers. They just shut down because they are in total overwhelm. And if we don't know, and of course, not only the children, then mom and dad need to ask, what's my survival style? Yeah, the my survival style in my story was complete shutdown. I just went into freeze and yet I functioned, but I was not living. I was mm -hmm. just surviving and functioning and doing. So it's not a good way to, to live in this wonderful world. So the parents need to be able to look and say, and understand how to analyze am i in survival mode or am i thriving and if i'm in survival mode which mode is it am i always angry that's the, that's the fight angry easily frustrated always annoyed yelling am i in flight where i, I just get quiet because i just don't know what to do in the situation and i feel sad and depressed uh, am i in shutdown mode like me i was um they need to know that mm -hmm. and then they also need to know that the children will be doing the same and there comes the issue about the diagnostic labels laura because they are labeling the children with defiance this this bs diagnosis of odd yeah um it is simply the child's nerve is, is in the nervous system of survival. Yeah. They are in fight, in fight mode. That's the way they survive stress. They get angry. They fight. They defy it. Absolutely. Um, they've got children who have got anxiety disorder. No. Yeah. They just have flight from mm -hmm. stress. And that's how it shows up. Yeah. So if we could just understand and recognize our own trauma symptoms mm -hmm. and then third step is go and do something about it because the thing about trauma laura that i find so amazing i want everyone to understand trauma never heals itself yeah yeah it, yeah. it can't it's locked yeah. in the nervous system so if we we're thinking oh well once that horrible event is over time will heal Time kind of heals, but it doesn't heal the trauma. Yeah, time itself. If time is used as a tool, right? If during that time we're working on ourselves and working on the aspects that need a better environment so healing can occur, right? I always tell people the cell has to have the proper environment to heal. It can't just heal on its own. So, and of course, what you do is a very big part of that healing as well. Well, it's all stress, right? I mean, you talked about stress. Um, in my practice, in my business, uh, we can call it stress too. It's it's it inflammation, and it's going to come in the form of eating that thing or drinking that drink or not eating this or not sleeping or whatever that is, right? The things that we're doing to ourselves or being taught to do because of the environment um, that we're in that people i think in general there's two there's two things that always strike me about uh, the culture 
that I live in. One is how fear-based so much is. And so I'm definitely going to ask you if there's a crossover between trauma and fear, especially that kind of cultural fear. Um, And then the disconnect uh, from our choices, our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions to those results. Yes. So definitely there's a crossover. Um, When we are in you know what comes first what comes first is the stress mm-hmm. the stress causes the brain to become inflamed the inflamed brain disrupts the nervous dysregulates the nervous system and then we're in fight flight freeze yeah. so if we recognize that the stress comes first and everything thereafter every health condition every mental condition is related to inflammation yeah other stress then yeah. we deal with the stress that's the underlying root cause and we de- we deflame the brain and deflame the body you do lots of that too mm-hmm. and we get healing taking place so the, as to your question about the fear there's a definite crossover because when we are in survival mode we are fearful all the time yeah we're, we're acting like if we come out of this cave, the bear is going to come and attack us. Uh, mm-hmm. We're waiting for the next shoe to drop. We have worst case scenario thoughts. I mean, if somebody, whoever's listening to us now, ask yourself, are you, do you find yourself having worst case scenario thoughts all the time? Because that's a clear sign that you are in survival mode and therefore you're in trauma. So fear does keep the trauma stuck. Mm-hmm. Well, and two, there's much more profitability, you know, when you look at capitalism and consumerism, right? There's much more profitability in fear. Absolutely. It's so sad. And we've got such a toxic culture at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that unfortunately adds to the fear. It adds to the trauma. We're living in a, a, a traumatizing climate toxic world from all angles yeah yeah uh i wonder if you have any insight or could speak to um do you think that the way that the media is is some traumatizing i I always look at the media as robbing our children of their innocence um because whatever exposing our children to it's very fear-based it's amped up fight or flight all the time in our media, our, the way we're seeking entertainment. Wonder if that, if you think about that at all, if there's any kind of crossover to that. Oh, I do. I really do. Um, I think we have to be very wise and thoughtful about what we allow ourselves and our children to watch on the TV. You know, I, I find that with myself over the past two years, I have had to be very smart about the few minutes I will allow myself to watch because I've noticed that when I watch, I get so upset. I get so, I'm either angry about something or I'm sad about something or I'm afraid for myself or others. Um, So yes, uh, we have to be very wise about that. And then of course, um, as for social media, don't get me started on that. (laughs) Right? Well, the poor kiddos, what they have to deal with on social media, 
it is so bad. Yeah, so very toxic, especially for our children. Yes, yes. And yeah. of course, you know, with also with the gaming, what the gaming does is mm -hmm. it does exactly what we've been speaking about. It um, causes the nervous system to become dysregulated. It causes the brain to become inflamed. Yeah. Those children into fight, flight and freeze. And then parents wonder, why is my child behaving like this? This is not the personality of a kid a few years ago. Yeah. But it's because of the, what's going on in their, uh, their screens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly, uh, I hope that our listeners are inspired to come and see you. I'm, I'm sure that would be the number one step, right, is to set up an appointment and work with you. But just for listeners to get a little bit of a taste of what you do, is there is there something that you would encourage parents to think about in a new way that maybe besides trauma uh, that they hadn't thought about that maybe they could start moving through their day and go, oh, oh, yeah. And you know what? I need to go see Sandy and really do a deep dive and really unpack this, right? Oh, that's a, that's a, I've never been asked that question that way before. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Laura, I'm, I, I think that all adults, moms and dads of all ages, I think that somewhere inside of them, they are deeply aware. Yeah. It, that there is unfinished business. Yeah. Um, so all I would really want them to do is, I would want my listeners to think about, am I carrying any unfinished business? Mm. And that could be anything. It could be anger with my, my mother or sadness for my father's failure in life, or it could be anything. Um, so if you become aware and you probably probably know it anyway over the years that you're carrying some stuff that's stuck inside I would just say give me a call but it, I, you know I do a complimentary session it's a 30 minute complimentary session where um, they can ask me questions I ask them questions I'm able to help them understand what's going on inside of them or inside of their children. And I give them some recommendations as to how um, to go forward to yeah. begin the healing process. Because, you know, I am I never teach parents tools for managing what's going on with their children. Because if you're managing a problem, the problem is still there. You're just mm -hmm. managing it. You've just got a tool to manage it. It hasn't taken any stress out of the system it hasn't caused the trauma to be pulled out of the nervous system you're just managing this problem so my work is about healing and what um i think makes it unique is that i don't believe you can heal a child from the outside in you can't heal with therapy you can't heal with talk you can't heal with logic you can't heal with consequences those things do not heal the underlying root causes. I am all about teaching parents how to go into the child's being and heal the child on the inside, not try healing them from the outside. So um, that means looking at oneself and then have a complimentary with me and we'll see where that goes. Yeah, I love that. I mean, just even asking, uh, you know, having parents stop and say, do I feel like I might be managing this situation, right? Yes. Like, 
stop, look and listen, you know, just stop and go, am I managing? Or, you know, am I afraid? Am I operating from a place of fear? And um, I do I have worst case scenario thoughts regularly in my mind? Yeah. And that's a, that's a big one. Yeah. Those key questions. So asking themselves if they have those thoughts, right? That yeah. would be a sign that trauma is trapped in their nervous system and they need to go schedule an appointment with Sandy. Yeah. That's a big sign. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know, I didn't know if we were going to get time to talk about this, but I think we're, we're very, uh, symbiotic very efficient in our discussion here so but let's uh let's talk about i know you had some interest in talking about the past couple of years and you know what's kind of in this covid and post-covid world that we've lived in how that's kind of influenced and, and shaped our our view of trauma our response to trauma mm -hmm. and and what we should be doing going forward yeah so in terms of the fact that well, I think we can all take it for granted at this point that um, millions of us have have um, been traumatized over the past two and a half years. It's different for different people, the level of trauma or toxic stress, because actually, as I began in the, the interview saying that trauma is toxic stress that got stuck in the nervous system. So it's different for different people because uh, some um, parents, now my work's not parents, I'm talking about parents. Some parents um, are coming from a very healthy nervous system. And then boom, the pandemic hits and they are able to sort out the, 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 the information, um, work for themselves, do some research, listen to other people, you know, just become very centered about it and do what they can to stay safe. Go see Laura for, for keeping the body safe and all those things. There are some parents, as I said earlier, who have got stuck in the survival mode before the pandemic. So they were in fight, flight or freeze, stressed parents. Yeah. And then the pandemic hits and the pandemic would hit them even much harder and so they would be responding in ways that would be really um, unhealthy for themselves, of course, and especially for their children. So right now, number one, I feel pretty convinced that we've all been traumatized. Some people handled it better than others. Um, that having been said, it does mean that we need to sit back and say, okay, what has this left me with? um as a mom or a dad um has it left me <clears throat> excuse me with a lot of fear um yeah. and i'm still holding on to that fear has it left me with um, um concern about the future of the world <laughs> i don't know but you know there could be a whole bunch of things that that has left us with and we need to be able to again own up take ownership of um, what has, as, uh, as we stand here today, what's the date? 9, 19, 22. What has that done to me? Has it pushed me deeper into survival mode or have I managed to stay in the parasympathetic nervous system where I'm centered and grounded? If you discover that has pushed you into survival mode, which is pretty understandable, 
considering everything we've been through and this fear for our children's health and safety and the masks on the children and all the things and the non-learning it's, it's understandable then i would just implore parents to say to you it's understandable that what we've been through would have pushed you into a survival mentality and a survival biology mm -hmm. please do not stay stuck there yeah yeah there are ways there's mm -hmm. me there's laura there's others don't stay stuck yeah you're going to go forward your behaviors your thoughts your decisions mm -hmm. the success in your life your relationships are all going to be impacted by your stuckness or your non-stuckness yeah, yeah and your children's lives as well mm -hmm. i i like to use a lot of analogies in my practice and and i think that often people get on a little hamster wheel right think they're making progress but they're just going around and around and around right yeah. or water is another one i use you know where people think that they're um that in that survival mode they think that they're they're doing well enough but yeah. what they're doing is treading water which yeah. there's no progress to that and it's super exhausting and of course you know you, you know better than anybody what it does to the microbiome to the system it's super, super exhausting on every level. And so it creates so many disease and disease. Yeah. And, so this and is I, a moment. Yeah. And I think too, right, coming back to how, uh, you know, certain things are only a tool and we use them as an, a reason to stay stuck, right? Mm. It, you know, that we think that conventional medicine is health care, but it's really disease, as you acute management, right? We go in and we find out that these symptoms fall under this diagnosis. We think we're done. We think that if they can't find anything that, you know, doctors are often telling people that I work with, I can't find, there's nothing wrong with your lab work. There's nothing wrong. Here's an antidepressant, right? Because it must be in your head. Mm -hmm. The body is always sending messages. Mm. Total health and wellness is about looking at all the aspects by looking at how trauma is impacting the nervous system, looking at how food is impacting the microbiome, how sleep is affecting detoxification, right? The mapping of the places that we don't draw connections to. You know, people don't understand how complex mental health is. Yeah. No, and even how am I right? affecting my biology? Yeah. I don't yeah. think they connect those dots. Yeah. And I um, wanted to say something else so important that's just popped out of my head, um, which is that, yes, I remember that. All right. <laughs> that um, the other thing I want my, your listeners to be very aware of, because it's based on what you were saying a moment ago, um, there are wonderful resources out there, you know, mm -hmm. for all kinds of different modalities of healing. Yeah. You know, there's, there's everything, and there's a whole long list of wonderful things that people offer. If we do not heal the trauma first, and we go for all those modalities of healing, it will not last. Yeah. yeah. As far as healing trauma goes, we have to take that trauma that's stuck in the nervous system and pull it out of the nervous system mm -hmm. and then you can go for acupuncture and then you can go for all the other modalities 
those modalities don't work when it's on a traumatized biology. Yeah, all the many facets of total health and wellness. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, this has been really, really fascinating. Um, I, I, I just always enjoy being in your company. Uh, all the subjects that we talk about and, and now getting to bring our listeners into that conversation and getting to hear more about what you do and different ways of approaching what is going on in their in their home and, and with their relationship with their children, uh, which is such an important, important thing. Because I too, like you, believe that we are over-diagnosing and over-medicating our children and we're not allowing them to be beings, but this is a critical, right? The the species in each generation, It's, it's it was never sustainable and it's reaching a place where we have to look at this, otherwise it's, it, there's the consequences continue to be magnanimous as long as we continue to be so myopic. Yes, yes. Yeah. Huge consequences for the world at large. Yeah, yeah. Possible way we're just bringing in a, a, a traumatized population to into the world, and then yeah. they can't operate at the level. They can't use their mm -hmm. talents. Uh, it's just it's very yeah. very yeah. important for us to be aware that this can be healed. We need to do it in the right order, in the right sequence, with the right people, and then we can change the trajectory of our lives and our children's lives. Oh, that's so wonderful. I love it. Thank you so much, Sandy. Thank you, Laura. I love talking to you. Oh, I love talking to you as always. What a great topic, especially this time of the year, family, stress, and the holidays and how awesome it was to talk to someone like myself as passionate about what they do and agree on whole body approach, mind, body, spirit. Thank you for joining us for another episode. This episode and all my episodes are for entertainment, educational, and informational purposes only. For more information about Sandy or myself, our websites are listed in the description of this podcast. Thank you.